everyone and welcome. It's Animal Kingdom Animated. It's Haley and you guys are just in time for this week's podcast which is all about Cinderella. So as always I'm going to talk a little bit about the general information about the movies, tell you guys all about the different types of animals you can see in the movie, then we'll take a short break and talk about the animals that I've chose for this podcast. So if you guys didn't know, Cinderella actually has three movies. There's the original movie, which we all know. Then there are two sequels to that movie. So I'm going to talk about all three movies, but I'm primarily going to focus on the main movie, as I always do whenever there are sequels. So for the first movie, regular old Cinderella, it was released February 15th of 1950. It's a 74-minute animated feature. It's a story of rags to riches about a tale of a girl who was reduced to being a servant by her stepmother and her stepsisters, but with the help of her fairy godmother, she gets to attend a royal ball and falls in love with the prince, and the rest is history, as we all know. Uh... Oh, I actually had that all written out. Due to the accommodations, though, she has to leave by midnight and leaves behind her slipper, which prompts the prince to search the whole town for her. With the help of her mice friends, she is able to prove herself and find her happily ever after. So, that rest of history. I guess I should keep reading. Reading's important, guys. Let's do it more often. So there are a couple of songs that you can hear in this movie, one of which is Bippity Boppity Boo, which was nominated for an Academy Award, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song, and the film received a nomination for Best Scoring of a Musical Picture. It was also Disney's most successful release since Bambi, because due to the war efforts going on in the 1940s, they were reduced to making those package films, which we just got finished uh, talking about with the last one, which was Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Now, because this was the first um, motion picture after the World War, uh, it was a gamble for Disney, and had it been unsuccessful, it probably would have been the end of Disney's animation. So it would have been the end of Walt's career, and we wouldn't have all the wonderful movies that we have today. But as we know, it was one of the most successful films. It was a pretty much 180 of what he thought it might have been. It's considered to be one of the best American animated films ever made, and which is selected by the AFI, which I think in the last podcast when I mentioned that, that was very wrong. It's American Film Institute, uh, not like American Films International or whatever I said. So that was very wrong. That's a small correction I have. Um, It was also introduced into the Library of Congress National Film Registry in 2018. I'm sorry, my dog is so weird. I'm podcasting in my bedroom today because my boyfriend's podcasting out in the living room and my dog just completely crawled under my bed. And now I can hear her under my bed. I don't get her. She's so weird. (laughs) Um, So... Going back to this, uh, in earlier drafts of Cinderella, the prince actually played more of a role in the film, but they ended up cutting a bunch of those scenes because 
of reasons <laughs> because I didn't write them down. During production, Disney actually pioneered the use of the double-tracked vocals in the song Swing, Sing Sweet Nightingale. Biffity Boppity Boo also became a hit single four times. In June of 2008, AFI released their 10 Top 10 and Cinderella was actually acknowledged as number 9 in the animation genre. Kind of hopping all over there. Yeah, I hopped all over there. Oh well. Anyway, so the second movie is called Cinderella 2. I just put Cinderella 2. There's actually a name for it. But it was released directly to video February 26th of 2002. It's a story about Cinderella's life since living in the castle. It includes segments about Cinderella's first days in the castle, a story about Jacques, who's one of the her mice friends, and a story about Anastasia getting everything she deserves. It's a 73-minute animated feature, and all are new voice actors. There are no returning voice actors from the original Cinderella movie. And the third movie is called Cinderella 3. Again, it has a name. Hold on, I can actually probably look it up while I'm talking. It is a 75-minute animated feature. It was also direct-to-video release February 6th in 2007. And it's about Cinderella and the prince as they are celebrating their one-year anniversary. And the stepmother actually finds out Cinderella's secret to success, the fairy godmother, and she ends up gaining access to the wand. So I guess I am going to take a short break, and then we will come back and I will start talking to you guys about the two animals that I have chosen for this podcast sesh. And resets everything back to the favor of the stepsister. So instead of Cinderella getting her happily ever after, the stepsister gets the happily stepsisters get the happily ever after, or rather Anastasia. But through persistent efforts of Cinderella and her mice friends, again they fix everything. Stepmother ruined and set everything straight, and end up with that happily ever after for Cinderella. So Cinderella two is called Dreams Come True, and Cinderella 3 is called A Twist in Time, which makes sense. Now, Walt really liked animating Cinderella. It's also one of the last ones that he animated. Um, He tells that he relates to Cinderella the most in that rags to riches tale, and the... uh, Wardrobe change from the rags to the ball gown was Walt's favorite piece to animate. So the animated characters that you can see in this film are the mice, obviously all of Cinderella's friends, Lucifer, the cat, uh, a bunch of bluebirds, which I've already talked about. Like I said, I'm pretty sure you see them in every Disney movie. Uh, Her horse friend and Bruno, who is the pet dog. 
All right, and we're back. So now we are going to talk about the two animals that I have chosen for you guys. We are going to start off talking about the mice, so Cinderella's friends, and then we are going to go into a Maine Coon who is supposed to be Lucifer. So we'll start with the mice. I have my dog's hair all over my info now. Decided he wanted to roll all over it. Okay. So mice are a small rodent. They have pointed snouts, small round ears, body length, scaly tail, and a high breeding rate. And you can distinguish them from rats due to their size. Mice are generally a little bit smaller than rats are. So that's how you can distinguish one from another. They are primarily nocturnal animals. They have poor eyesight, but they are keen on their sense of sound to detect predators and hide from them and their sense of smell to be able to find food. They like to live in burrows in the wild with long entrances and they have escape tunnels or escape routes, which is kind of cool. I didn't know that before. They are herbivores. They eat really any type of fruit or grain from plants, but they have adapted to eat scraps. And as pets, uh, you will feed them little pellets. They have been known to invade homes, though, for food and shelter, especially during the winter months when it's nice and cold outside for them. Uh, their natural predators are cats, wild dogs, foxes, birds of prey, snakes, and some arthropods have actually been known to prey upon mice, which is, I didn't know that either. And because of their remarkable adaptability, the mouse is actually one of the most successful animals on earth today. Now, like I said, they have been known to invade homes for homes for food and shelter. They can be considered a vermin, uh, not just because they invade homes, but they will also do crop damage as well as structural damage. And they can also spread diseases. In North America, actually breathing dust that has come in contact with mouse excrement has been linked to something called hantavirus, which may lead to hantavirus pulmonary syndrome, which is a potentially fatal zoonotic disease with flu-like symptoms, which can deteriorate and go into acute respiratory... I don't think I finished that. Acute respiratory uh, something. Well, we'll just say it turns into not good. And there is no cure or vaccine for it. So do make sure that your house is mouse-free because if you breathe in that dust, that's not good for you. Now, like I said, they are commonly sold as pets. You can't have them in your homes. Um, if you have it as a pet in your home, that doesn't mean that you're going to get that hand virus from breathing the dust because you're going to have different substrate on the bottom that helps resist that so you don't get that virus. Uh, but they are also used in research a lot of times. We use them for medical research. So I know the biggest one right now is that we are actually growing ears and organs on mice. And it's not invasive, don't worry. Uh, they actually have been a staple diet for many carnivorous pets. They've also been eaten by humans all over the world 
for various reasons throughout times. Uh, there were a lot of them, so I didn't want to write them all down. Uh, but for different types of pets, I know we feed them to a lot of our animals at the aquarium, but they can get either pinkies, fuzzies, crawlers, hoppers, or adults. The most common ones that I know and work with are the pinkies and the fuzzies. Pinkies are baby mice that are small enough to not have their fur, so they're pink in color. Fuzzies are ones that are small enough to have their fur, and then I don't know what crawlers or hoppers are. I think crawlers are when they're baby mice, they look like fuzzies, but they can crawl around. I don't know what hoppers are. I'm guessing a step up from that. And then full-grown adults, obviously. Another cool thing is the fear of mice is called musophobia, and there were five mice one, two, three, four. Yeah, five mice that orbited the moon 75 times in 1972 in Apollo 17. And their names were Fee, Fi, Foo, Fum, and Fooey. So that's fun. Um, wow, that's it for mice. I've gotten really good at this. All right, so the next animal I'm going to talk about is the Maine Coon. So that is the animal or the cat that I have decided to talk about for Lucifer. It's kind of hard finding an actual cat species for Lucifer. I tried looking up cat species in England, which is where this takes place, um, which didn't work out. So then I just tried looking up cats uh, that looked like Lucifer and I got a little bit closer and eventually I just ended up with the Maine Coon. So they are actually a Native American long-haired cat. They are the first cat to be recognized in Maine where it became the actu actually became the official state cat. And they have been held of a high status for mousing talent, so being able to capture and entrap mice. Uh, and they held special competitions to find the best quote-unquote coon cat. So that's why they're called Maine Coons. Maine after the state it's from. And then the coons because, um, like, coon dogs to be able to hunt down and chase the mice. <laughs> Which I just realized I'm talking about cat and mouse. Wow. Blah, blah. I promise I had no clue, like, that I did that before. Um... They have evolved by survival of the fittest. They are st sturdy working cats and they can withstand harsh winters. They have a sturdy, rugged appearance, uneven, shaggy coat. They have three distinct different lengths of their coat. They have a well, it said a well furnished tail, so a very nice fluffy tail. It's nice and long. They also have large ears, um, tuft or nice and fluffy for warmth and protection, as well as nice large tuft paws to be able to walk over snow. They're also actually really intelligent and have a super nice kind disposition, which means that they are good with other kids and pets. And what my one source said that they were very quote unquote dog-like in trainable measures. They actually have a fondness of water, so it's not uncommon to see them, like, if you're doing your dishes or whatever, to come over and start playing with the water, apparently. Or, like, if you're in the tub, you might have your cat in the tub with you. That would... <laughs> My dog just looked at me when I said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Um... They also have a silky but somewhat oily coat, but they are actually easier to 
oh, take care of than other long hair breeds, which I didn't know. Like just looking at it, I would be like, definitely not have that cat because that is a lot of fur to have to groom through every day. But apparently it's very manageable as according to whatever website I took that one off of. And then for the main coon, I didn't take it off of my normal websites. I actually took it off of, um, there was a pedigree site that I took it off of where you could um, find breeders and put them in competitions and stuff like that. So that's probably where I got a lot of this stuff. They are available in about 75 different color combinations. They can weigh about 13 to 18 pounds. They can be about 10 to 16 inches high. They're about 48 inches long, so they are super long. Almost four feet, like they can be four feet long, so that's crazy. Um, their tail can get up to, but that's crazy. So they can be like four, feet long but they can only weigh like 18 pounds that's crazy that doesn't seem right like the height 10 to 16 inches seems okay but like that weight and that length doesn't seem right i don't know probably didn't double check that source anyway and their tail can get to about 14 inches now these guys actually don't become full grown until they're about three to five years old where as most cats become full grown at right about a year maybe two years uh, they can live up to about 12 years. There was a study looked at and they said the average life of the cat was about 12 years. So it's a pretty good lifespan. They are also known to be very vocal cats. Just like with all pets that you want to make sure you look out for, these guys can have a couple health concerns that if you get one, you might want to be on the lookout for. Probably not until they're of older age though. One is called feline hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a portion of the heart becoming thickened. It can also suffer from spinal muscular atrophy, which is the loss of spinal cord neurons, which activate the skeletal muscles of the trunk and limbs. So they don't have the strength to be able to hold up their spines anymore. They have curved spines, Pretty much. Uh, they can also have hip dysplasia, which is the abnormality of the hip joint, which is very common in a bunch of different uh, breeds of dogs as well. They can also have polycystic kidney disease. And I'll let you guys know that when I first initially wrote it down, I put polycystic kidney Disney. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, well, that I don't think is a thing. Uh, but it causes multiple cysts to form in the kidneys. Which seems uncomfortable. Hi. Hi. Are you my podcast buddy today? Yeah. <laughs> and um, many Maine Coons actually in New England have possessed polydactylism. We don't really know why, but for some reason, the ones in New England tend to show up with polydactylism more so than others. All right, so uh, that is all I have for you guys. I seem like, I feel like that was really short. So I'm either getting better at it or I just didn't have as much information that I normally do. But 
anyway. So that's Cinderella. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys learned something. Maybe it's partially because I'm only doing two animals as well. Maybe I should start going back up to three animals. That might be part of the reason why. We'll see. I also couldn't really go through too many animals. There was, like I told you, there was mice, there was Lucifer, the horse, the bluebirds, which I already talked about, and Bruno, who's a dog, uh, which I'm pretty sure I'm actually going to talk about in Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, so I didn't have very many choices for this one, but I also guess I thought I would have more for Cinderella, but maybe not. Anyway, so that's all I have for you guys this week. I hope you guys had fun. I hope you guys learned something. I always learn something when I look up all of this stuff. So that's uh, the biggest reason why I like to do it with you guys is to help you guys learn as well. It's also literally my job at the aquarium. Uh, but I also love Disney. Anyway, I don't need to explain that to you guys. Um, so make sure you hang out with us for next week. We will be doing Alice in Wonderland. We'll have one of my special guests joining us. It'll be the first one of the new year. Technically, don't look at the post dates. I'm a little bit behind anyway um, on recording, not searching up anything. But So stay tuned for next week. We're going to have Alice in Wonderland. And we're going to have a special guest joining us. And we're going to be learning about, I'm pretty sure we actually decided on three animals. One two, three. Yeah, so we did decide on three animals, so we're going to be talking about those. So stay tuned for that, and have a wonderful rest of your week, guys. Thanks for joining us. Shriva says bye.